everyone. I am Carla Jakubovic, hostess of the Swiss Learning Podcast, and thanks for listening. Swiss Learning represents 13 prestigious schools in Switzerland, and they're experts at finding the right fit for each student. On this podcast, we will showcase alumni from each one of these schools to share their success stories and insights with you. Today, I'm incredibly thrilled to be welcoming Marcus Cabanas, an alumnus from Collège du Léman, commonly referred to as CDL. Marcus was born in Spain, raised in Switzerland, and currently resides in the Netherlands. Marcus, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carla. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about life in Switzerland. Um, life in Switzerland, well, there's so many great things. I mean, the fact that I, I, I grew up there and, uh, and growing up in, in Switzerland, I, I think you don't really get to realize all the, all the beauty that you're really submerged in um, until you leave the country. And it's only, it's, it's, it's been three years, no, two years, two and a half years since, uh, since I left Switzerland for the Netherlands. And I think it's really in these two and a half years that I've come to appreciate all the, all the things about Switzerland that, uh, that really touch me. Um, I remember when when I used to ride to school every morning, I had about a 30, 30 minute drive. And when it was sunny, driving down the, the highway past the lake, you had the, you had the road and the lake was five meters off to your left and waking up with the sunshine reflecting on the Mont Blanc and on, on, on the water, it was absolutely beautiful. And, and it's something that I miss, you know, having, every day taking that drive uh those are things that i miss uh living in in the netherlands now um food wise as well uh i mean i i personally really love cheese and i really love meat so <laughs> it, 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 it it's perfect you know it's 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 a it's a country where you're everything every everything tends to be very local and uh, and so you're always surrounded by by local products, and well, you know the, the typical stereotype of Switzerland is the is the cows. Um, so what do you get from cows? You get the milk, you get the chocolate, you get the cheese, and you get the meat. So uh, yeah, those are those are things about life in Switzerland that I, that I that I really really that I really, really love and I really, really miss, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you and I'm a huge fan of all of the things you've just mentioned. <laughs> Marcus, I looked up some of the extracurricular activities offered at CDL and the list is pretty incredible. It goes something like this. Basketball, boxing, badminton, Pilates, judo, tennis, sculpture, woodcrafting, creative writing, cooking, watercolor painting, sculpture, rugby, golf, horse riding, yoga, sailing, body shaping, robotics, hip hop, acro branching, drama. <laughs> to a, name a few, list, huh? <laughs> to name a few. What were some of your favorite things to do on and off campus? Um, well, let's see, off campus, I, uh, I used to have a, actually it relates to both on and off campus because uh, I, I've never been a, big sports guy myself. Um, I used to back in the day play a little uh, basketball on Friday afternoons at, at CDL because that was one of the extracurricular activities that they offered. Um, but I never I, I never was a, 
a big sports guy myself uh, and only in in my later years at CDL I I started uh, going to the gym um, but uh, I did I, I had a I was really into into music especially and so uh, I had a band uh, we used to play uh, well we're, we're still together actually we don't we don't play as often because I'm I'm not in the country but um, we met at school and we did start rehearsing for the first times at school. We would rehearse uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, you know, our, our schedule varied. Um, and all of this was in school. We borrowed our, our the school's instruments. Uh, we had a, a little room, which we would take and, and we would rehearse there with also the help of some teachers. They would, they would help us, you know, perfect some, perfect some songs, perfect some music. Um, eventually, uh, we ended up taking it to like a whole other level, a whole other notch when we started recording a bit more professionally. So we ended up having to, to kind of leave school um, and take it somewhere else. Uh, but really the beginnings of how the band was formed was, uh, was at CDL and using all the CDL's facilities, which there are countless facilities, countless music rooms. Um, another activity was uh, wind band. Um, so yeah, I think it was Mondays, if I recall correctly, Monday afternoons, we would rehearse with uh, with with a band. We were about 30, 30 people. And I, I progressively worked my way up, you know, from saxophone. Occasionally I would switch over and play the trumpet, play the euphonium. And then eventually I ended up becoming the conductor of the of the orchestra. Um, so yeah, so th those were some of the activities that I took uh, advantage of when I was uh, on campus at at CDL, off campus, uh, I, I'm a bit of a stay-at-home kind of guy, <laughs> so uh, I I really like to, to to stay at home, watch movies, listen to a lot of music. I have a big collection of, of vinyls and CDs which I used to listen to in my free time and write a lot of music. I used to do that as well. Um, but apart from that, uh, what what really also helped me free my mind, I guess, from, from school and all that was, was just walking. And, and really, as, as I said before, when I was talking about life in Switzerland, was really submerging into all the fascinating, you know, landscape paradise um, that is the region where, where CDL is, is located. And, and yeah, I, I absolutely adore it. And still, when I, when I go back to Switzerland, I do, uh, I do like to go on walks uh, with my brothers, with my sister, with uh, with my parents. You know, walk the dog and, and stuff like that because I really, really like uh, taking advantage of of the location where we're at. I love that you use the country itself to, uh, <laughs> you know, to to relax and 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 use that as a as a hobby. Mm -hmm. um, complete this sentence for us. You know, you went to Collège de Mans when? Ah. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I, so I think Collège de Lamont is a really, really international environment. And uh, Geneva is a really, really international environment as well. So I think the, the Collège de Lamont is, is perfect because of, of the people that go into it and the region in the world that it is located in and the environment that it is submerged in. Um, so... The fact that Geneva is such an international city, you know, you might be walking down the road and you, you, you will easily hear five, six, 
maybe even seven different languages while you're walking down one street. But then if you start to focus more on who these people are, you do realize that I know that person. Oh, I know that person. Oh, that, that face seems familiar. And so when I was thinking about this question, I was, you know, you went to Collège du Mont when there, there's a very specific place in Geneva as well called Place du Molard, which is, um, uh, yeah, like a little boulevard on the other side of the lake um, with some some nice restaurants and, and shops and all that. And so uh, I was thinking about, about the answer to this question. And I think it would be, you know, you went to Collège du Mont when, uh, you walk down Molard and you know about half of the faces that are there. <laughs> That's great. All right, here's a good one for you. If you could have had one superpower during your time at CDL, what would that have been and why? Uh, my superpower during my time at CDL, probably, probably tra teletransportation. Um, I love the fact that CDL was was a really big school and there was so much space between buildings. You know, you could really walk, take your time in between classes. When you had a free period, you could just go sit on a bench, study, uh, climb up to the library and and look over the because the library was on the top floor of one of the buildings and you had like a, a site of the entire school. Um, but there is also a little bit of a downside to that, and it's the fact that sometimes uh, you have one you have class in, in one building at one point of campus and then and then right after you have class on the other side of campus and because there's only five minute changes between periods uh of course if not if there's a, a break or, or lunchtime or or whatever but if if you had back-to-back -back classes you only had a five minute break and sometimes it could be a bit of a hustle to, to get <laughs> Requ from class, requires you, know? you to be a fast walker. Yeah, exactly. Also, the fact um, that I lived a, a, a little bit further away from school made it, uh, you know, sometimes annoying not to be not to be as close to the school. So I think, you know, if, if I would have had uh, the possibility to be a little bit closer to the school, it certainly would have made uh, a lot of things um, about the daily life much easier and so yeah I, I do think that if i if i could have had one superpower at cdl probably would have been to you know teletransport around around school mm -hmm. marcus your higher levels at cdl were physics mathematics and economics so i wasn't surprised when i learned you were pursuing a career in aerospace engineering but then i came across this You have over 200 live performances and two recorded albums. How many instruments do you play and how did this come about? When I was young and uh, way before I even was able to speak, I guess, uh, some of the first memories I have was uh, lying on the bed. And in fact, like the first, I think, memory ever that I have uh, was lying on the bed with with my dad. I, I don't know how old I could have been at the time. Um, and there was Bruce Springsteen on TV playing uh, 
an, an acoustic song for I, I, I can't really it, it slips my mind right now what what song it could have been or, or what the reason for that could have been but the moment that that came up I was like hooked and even before I could speak understand English whatever I I had this little toy guitar and I would jump on the uh, on, on the living room table and pretend I was a rock star and I would have you know the Bruce Springsteen DVD playing in the background and I would <laughs> pretend to be rocking out like him and you know blabbering out words without being able to to say anything and um when we moved to to Switzerland again I I was five so I don't really have much of a memory about all of this but um I think my parents really wanted you know they they, they know that in the long run it, it would be the best thing for for us um especially to develop languages I mean just fact that I've been at CDL I've been able to to learn English Spanish French and uh, and I also took German for for six years um, but so in the long run it turned out to be a good move but in in the short run I think my parents were a bit concerned about you know that the change of life what would what would happen to to me my brother and my sister how would we how would we take it and so they really tried their best to 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 get us to to fit in or, or to make us feel comfortable. And me with the passion of music that I had from such a young age, my parents decided to, to enroll me in a music school and, and do some, some uh, after school activities at CDL. So I started in, I think it was in 2007 to play the saxophone at a, at a music school um, parallel to, to my studies at CDL. In, I think it was about a year later in 2008 I enrolled in an after-school uh, class at CDL uh, with a teacher uh, called Laurent, Laurent Nig, and uh, you know th this this man turned out to be one of the most influential people in my life because he he taught me how to play the guitar. Um, he he he. We've played together uh, many 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 times from since I was ten till about. I think last time we played together was about a year, a year ago. Um, and we still have, you know, a, a very close bond, a really close friendship um, formed from, from, from CDL. Uh, but yeah, so I started playing the saxophone, moved on to guitar. Uh, then when middle school rolled around uh, and we, we had to pick up, or we were forced to pick up an instrument um, for, for CDL music classes, I really didn't feel like taking up the, the guitar the saxophone because there were two instruments that i already knew so i was like you know let, let, let's try for, for for something different so i picked up the trumpet and i started playing the trumpet and so i played the trumpet for, for three years uh after a little bit of time i i felt like uh i i, I think i got a little bit bored of the trumpet you know i was i don't know 13 at the time so i decided to switch and play the the euphonium and i and, and i played the euphonium as well and then uh Parallel to this, I you know I dabbled a little bit in piano, dabbled a little bit in drums, and and the harmonica occasionally to to accompany me with the with the guitar, kind of like a, a Bob Dylan folky style. But yeah, so I would say my main instruments are are certainly the guitar and uh, and the saxophone, and uh, and to a certain extent the trumpet, but not as much. <laughs> so you seem to use your left and right sides of the brain equally well. Would you say you're more guided by reason or intuition? Well, you know, it, it, 
it, it, it depends because um, on one hand, I have a very technical technical career, technical studies. Uh, I study aerospace engineering at uh, at the TU Delft in in the Netherlands. I'm currently doing my my bachelor's degree. It's my third year here. And on the other side, I have this professional career in music, um, which, uh, you know, so far I've done fairly well, I guess, for, for a 20 year old, I've, I've released two albums. And in fact, this coming Friday, I'm, I'm releasing my, my third album, which I'm really excited about. Um, so it really depends on, on what I'm doing at, at what time I'm doing. Uh, in my everyday life, I tend to be much more guided by by reason, but but the fact is that that doesn't always work, and you can't always think um, purely uh, in a, with reason or purely with intuition. Um, I find that when, I find that when I sit down and and I write music, um, intuition is so much more necessary than reason, because at the end of the day, what you're really trying to express is is your feelings your emotions, and to a certain extent, you want your music to, to relate with, with people that are listening to it. And obviously you cannot always do this by reason. You need to be able to, to feel your audience and your audience must be able to connect with you. That's a good balance to have. Well, congratulations on the release of your third album. Thank you very much. And as you mentioned, you're currently attending to your Delft in the Netherlands. What's mm -hmm. the best part about being a student during the pandemic? Uh, at, at first, when the pandemic started and, and classes got canceled, um, you know, I... I was like, oh, okay, well, this, this might be good because <laughs> you got a little bit more time for yourself. You know, you get to stay at home and and extend your day. Uh, but you know, after a month or so of that, you really realize that this routine you're getting into is not very, very good. And uh, and you, you really need to keep a, a rigorous schedule to your days. I think the, the best part about being a student during during a pandemic uh, well, living in the Netherlands, I don't have to bike in the rain, so, <laughs> so I've, I, that's good. Um, but we're young, we're we're doing fine, and 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 we're going to have a great story to tell our kids in the future. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure, <laughs> uh, Marcus. What accomplishment are you most proud of? Well. Apart from my music, which is, you know, it's it's music has been a, a central part of my life. I've I was really proud of when my first album came out uh, back in back in 2017. I uh, was also really proud of when my second album came out. But um, you know, one of the the things I I'm the proudest of is. When I when I entered university here in here in the Netherlands, uh, I really didn't know what to expect, and taking on such a highly technical career from such a prestigious university, you know, at fact at at, at times I felt like, what am I even doing here? Like, do I really belong here? Is this really my place? Um, and the th the thing about the about universities here in the Netherlands is that 
in order to continue your studies, uh, you need to get what is called a binding study advice. And so you need to reach a certain number of credits after, the, after your first year of university. In our case, 75% uh, of the total credits in order to, to progress into the second year. And during my first year at uni, I, you know, I, I had such a hard time uh, adjusting from life in Switzerland with, with my parents uh, to, to living you know, completely alone here in the Netherlands, uh, not having anybody on my, because always, you know, when I was a kid, I always had my parents on my back to push me and push me and push me through my studies. Um, and always keep me focused. And, and, and you know, I, I always had my goals in reach because of them. But as soon as they were put off my back, you know, I, I started to realize, you know, things are, things can easily fall apart. And after working my way and struggling all through 2019 and part through 2020, and I, I finally managed to get my, you know, my binding study advice and, and move on to the second year of university. I think that was that's one of the greatest achievements because it felt like I, that was really the first time in my life where all the effort that I put came entirely from me and I had, and nobody had, you know, I had no safety net behind me to catch me if anything had gone wrong. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, uh, freedom sounds so incredibly exciting, but it also comes with feeling that Absolutely. you're lacking structure and support. So. And Exactly. And, you know, when, you know, when I, when I lived at home, uh, I always envisioned this, like, I, I, like American movie in my head, you know, where it was like driving down the highway, speeding in the car, you're on your own blasting music. And for me, that was like, wow, this is the dream life. Um, and so I always, you know, as much as I love being at home, I always had this dream in the back of my head that was like, wow, I wish I could, you know, be independent, move out, and live my life. And as soon as that happened, I realized, like, I, I think it was a month in, I, I think I moved out in like end of August, beginning of September. I think in October, I was already like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I need to learn how to cook. I need to learn how to wash my clothes. I need to learn how to change my sheets. And and you know, there's these all these little things which, in in your dream, you automatically assume that they're going to happen, but it's not until you're living that dream that you realize that those things aren't actually happening. And so you start to think back, and you're like, hmm, you know, maybe I could have stayed home a little <laughs> longer. Maybe my independence could have come a little bit more in the future. But no, I I don't regret anything. Uh, uh, anything about moving to the Netherlands or, or being, you know, a, a day student uh, and living with with my family, um, but I do admit that it was a, a really big change moving from from high school into university. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned this because I think we often don't factor in the learning curve associated exactly. to our dreams and all the <laughs> all the tasks and responsibilities. Uh, mm -hmm. We leave we conveniently leave that part out. Marcus, I know you're still young, but um, if you ever have kids, would you send them to Collège de Lima? Absolutely, absolutely. At, at, at CDL, I've I've been able to well, first of all, learn how to speak three and a half languages, um, which is, is something that you know is, is a skill that when I compare to to people here at the at, at the university, I'm like. 
gosh, it, it's amazing. This is this is absolutely amazing. Um, also, you know, develop my music, develop my talents. Uh, CDL was really able to to help me with that by giving me the means and also the connections to do that. Um, but finally, also CDL really allowed me or gave me the opportunity to study where I study right now, um, and 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 develop my academic skills in a way that I felt, you know, other schools could not have could not have done. Um, obviously, you know, for for parents, it, it it's sometimes a big, well, not sometimes, it's always a big. Uh, decision, you know, what do I send my kids to a private school? Do I send my kids to a public school? Um, do I send my kids to this private school? Do I send my kids to, to this other private school? And a lot of the times um, on paper, two schools might seem practically the same, uh, both in curriculum in percentage of students that go to this university percentage of students that graduate and so forth and so forth. But I think, you know, me having lived it from the inside and having been friends with other people from other schools. Um, I certainly do think that I, I would without a doubt send my kids to to CDL because uh, at least in, in Geneva. Um, it's the place where they would have, where they would be able to, to thrive. Awesome. And finally, let's give our listeners some practical advice. What's the best pub in Geneva? Well, there's this little pub, uh, right. When you, when you get to Geneva to the central station, uh, there's this little pub on, on, yeah, right about a five minute walk off the station, more to like the Bohemian neighborhood of, of Geneva. And it's a pub that I didn't know until about a, two, two, three years ago. So not, not very long, especially because in, you know, in Switzerland, the, the drinking age is, is 16. So, you know, when you're already 16, you're, you're already hitting, hitting the bars <laughs> for, for a beer or two, but yeah, it wasn't a pub that I, that I didn't know until I think until I graduated in high school and uh, it's really nice. It's called Saveur et Couleur. So flavors and colors, and um, it's where I go with my band. Uh, you know, we have a beer, we catch up when I'm in Geneva. We go, we decide set lists for for whenever we play a show or after rehearsals. We we hit there, and uh, it's good. It's it, it, it's very diverse. You can get you know, stuff to eat, coffee, beers. I personally like beer, so I, I go for that. But uh, but yeah, and and it's very secluded from 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 the center of Geneva. Also, it's in a part in a little neighborhood, which is not excessively international. Um, so you really get to feel the local culture of Geneva. And, and I think that's, that's the reason why for at least for me, it's it's my favorite pub. I'll make sure to check it out on my next visit to Geneva. Marcus, thank you so much for being our guest on the podcast today. If uh, any of our much. listeners wish to continue this conversation, can they find you on LinkedIn? Absolutely. Just uh, LinkedIn.com slash Cabanas Marcos, I think, or Cabanas.Marcos, or look up my name, Marcos Cabanas. Appreciate I'll it. Be there. <laughs> <laughs> and if any of our listeners have any questions about what they heard on the podcast today, feel free to contact me at Carla at SwissLearning.com. Thank you. And until next time. Mm -hmm.